0: Buckle up for the Uncommon Leader Podcast, just friends hanging out and breaking down leadership challenges and unwrapping techniques that can be applied to make a difference. A fun look at what is possible if we lead in an uncommon way, an invitation to be the champion we were created to be. Not your typical leadership podcast. Hey leaders, welcome back to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. I'm glad you're with me today. I'm excited to introduce the guest for today's episode, Kim Cheney. If you read his LinkedIn profile, it talks about being an experienced teacher with a demonstrated history of working in the management consulting industry. I see Kim Cheney as a friend of mine, someone I've worked with for over 15 years and someone who's grown into an uncommon leader. I see some of the things that I'm most proud of Kim right now is his walk on his faith journey, and becoming a proud grandpa to many. I think you're going to love the stories that he shares today, including how he got his nickname, Doc Cheney, some of the differences in consulting and coaching, and how do you understand that you can't miss the opportunities to teach. So let's get started with Kim. Hi, Kim Cheney. I hope you're having a great day today. Thanks for being a part of the Uncommon Leader podcast. How are you? Good, John. Good. Thanks for, thanks for being here and spending some time with us as we talk to our audience about you know, what an uncommon leader uh, you are. And I look forward to hearing some of your stories uh, as we go through this, but, but how you can add value to others through this conversation. And I start each of the podcasts off really with my guests with a, a similar question, if you will, and that's to really go back in time a little bit. If you could share with me a story of your youth or going back in time a little bit, that might still impact kind of who you are today, both as a person and as a leader? First of all, that's a great question. And I always
1: say that if you don't have an answer, tell somebody it's a great question.
0: (laughs) That gives you time to think about it, right? Yeah, (laughs) you have a moment. I think you taught me that one. That might be a tip we talked about. You taught me that one.
1: The story that comes to my mind is one as back in high school, my freshman year, I was trying out for the basketball team. And as you go up to high school, at least in our group, had multiple schools, junior highs that fed it. And so there were more players and positions. And uh, I remember being cut, not making the grade, and how that bothered me. And after I didn't, after I got cut, I was asked by the coach if I would be willing to be a manager and that really bothered me i guess you know i look back now and know that was my ego that got bruised because you know i didn't live up to whatever some standard and i still took the position because i was too young to work and and i liked a lot of the guys on the team and and so once i did the coach asked me if i'd be a trainer And a trainer's job is a little different than a manager. The trainer gets to tape up all the ankles and elbows and the different things that the players need done before the games or before practice. And I ended up doing that. And I realized later, not always at the time, but I, I enjoyed doing it. Because of relationships with the appreciation, knowing that I was con- still contributing by keeping those guys on the floor. And it, ma- it made a difference. And I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know, sure wasn't a doctor or anything. And yet it was kind of funny because in time, the players, whoever I worked with, ended up kind of nicknaming me Doc.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And Doc Cheney.
1: Yeah. And, and matter of fact, from time to time, if I run into a old high school alumnus, almost, and this is 50 years later, some of them still refer to me as Doc. Uh, so that's 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 a story that came up, raised up in my consciousness when you asked that.
0: And- I, I love that story. There's Goodness gracious, there's so much there. Not that we won't talk about your basketball skills and whatever those are, but you just, you just revealed your wisdom as well or your age as you talk about how long ago that was and the alumni that you have. And I'm sure you have plenty of those stories if you really sat down to remember those. But I think, again, when you think about talking to our audience and sharing that story, is that it can have an impact. I mean, the takeaway I have in it is such that, you know, you have an opportunity you get to respond in a certain way when something doesn't go the way you think or want it to go. And while you may not have been happy about it at the time, you took another opportunity, you made a choice to do that, and you actually found yourself being pretty good at it. You were able to build relationships you may not have been able to build as a result of it, and you even got a good nickname out of it that came through. Old Doc Cheney comes out of it as well. So I know it's not always easy to share that story, and maybe I'll have a couple more good questions as we go through that today. But Kim, you know, as I touched on in the introduction, you know, you've been both a, a friend, a co-worker, a mentor of mine. In many ways, you know, along the journey, we've we've worked together in the past really 15 years as we go through it and had a positive impact on many people as you look. And I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about that from your journey becoming a mentor to many, including new leaders and organizations or your your grandchildren as as they've started to grow. And it it takes uh, a special leader, an uncommon leader to be able to humble themselves and to do some of those things to develop others. And I know it's not easy. So this is going to be like a two-part question. First, when you think about the challenges that you know, leaders face today in developing others into roles as either a mentor or as a supervisor? What have you seen as some of the biggest challenges you faced in developing others or mentoring others? John, the
1: first thing that comes to me is this word responsibility. Responsibility for those I'm Coaching or I'm mentoring or whatever term that we would use, the responsibility of the problem, the responsibility of relationships, the responsibility of even in a consulting role or the or a coaching role. And the two of those, in my opinion, are totally different. So many times people seek a solution to a problem. And what they're trying to do is sometimes write a check to get the responsibility off of them. Hmm. And and you got to watch that in any situation. I think a person's ego never wants to be wrong. And taking responsibility may mean some temporary failures as we learn our way to a solution. And that's, that's part of the challenge. And I, it goes back also when you're mentoring somebody, keeping them responsible mm. and you, me, responsible to my role when I get over what I call over my 100 over my role and into their lane as they become successful are they successful or was I successful and how will that help them with the next opportunity that arises if I'm too far out not as much as it could have been
0: Kim, I love that. So if I, if I listen through, especially again, many many young leaders, especially today, no doubt about it. I, I love the you know the the bare love is a, a challenging word for this, but ego does get in the way, and, and not wanting to be wrong, or sometimes even uh, not wanting to accept guidance from someone else. And when you can let your ego down to say, "Hey, I don't need to be right," and secondly, I do need help in this situation, that can be pretty powerful. And then the second word, and that the word comes loudly through that I heard is this responsibility. And that as a mentee or as someone being coached, you still have the responsibility to get the results in your lane. And as the mentor, you also have responsibility to, to step away when you have done your part inside of that, asking the right questions, asking good questions asking tough questions, but also being direct when you need to. So I can see, you know, those two big things, responsibility and ego being two barriers. And I, I want to come back. You mentioned this difference in the coach and the consultant. I want to come back to that here in a minute. But when you think about those two pieces, ego and responsibility, can you can you remember a time where you were coaching someone and how, or, or maybe again, maybe it's time you were being coached and on the other end, but how uh, you helped someone to overcome that ego in their mind or or the responsibility piece that, that ended up working out well for them.
1: I the story that comes to my mind is a gentleman great great guy and as I was coaching in a team activity, one of the things I was responsible for was developing other leaders to sit in that role and I gave him an opportunity to go and coach the team. As I was in the sort of in the back of the room, and I was watching him, and one of the things that we sometimes do as people is that we can become too mechanical. We remember a process or a way a certain person did something, and it's it's they said it's maybe not the right tool at the right time, and he was going through this, and and I remember me wanting to jump in and instead we called a break. It was about time for a good break. And I remember going out into the hallway privately with him. And I referred to a story that I learned in Italy and it was called, Know Your Chickens. And in in Italy, there's a lot of free range chickens, even in town. And it's important, especially in, in anywhere, but at least in Italy, whatever you do, you never want to take one of your neighbor's chickens by accident. Those, that's not a good thing. And they use that cliche. That was a normal cliche that they used in Italy when I was over there. And it really resonated that you have to know your chickens the same way he reflected back oh yeah, I know who that guy is. And like, I'm putting him on the spot in one of the weakest areas that he, that that team member was. Rather than facilitating and trying to draw from the strengths, he tried to draw from a weeks. Mm. And so I I still remember, you know, that element. And I could have jumped in at the thing at, at the moment and thought it was too important of a teaching moment To bypass. You know, I talk about ego and responsibility. One of the things that I learned is to allow my ego to sit in the on my corner at my shoulder at times and tell my ego, let my essence or whatever tell my ego, it's okay not to control. It's okay, ego, as long as we learn. And that was one little caveat that helped me.
0: Well, again, I said, listen, I mean, uh, working with you so long and you know, we, you, we develop as, as uh, leaders, as we grow these isms. And I know, I remember the know your chickens, Kim Cheney story. And I love that. And I, I appreciate uh, the, the, the story about knowing your chickens, but ultimately in terms of, you know, how you coach that individual in a team activity, one is that I heard was, to be yourself and not try to be somebody else as a piece of advice as well. To not miss those teaching moments while you may have to wait a little bit for the right timing on that, don't miss those teaching moments and be direct with them. Even if you have to call a break right in the middle or close to the middle of something and getting ready for it. And then finally, again, drawing from strength and, and not from weakness as you, as you work with individuals. But I, I again, I love that as a story, as being successful. Thanks for sharing on that. I wanted to come back... You mentioned something pretty specific. You said you you felt in coaching and you were doing some coaching with that person there, but there's a big difference between coaching and consulting. So as as leaders hear that, what what, what do you see as the main differences in coaching and consulting? Hmm.
1: You, when you consult, the powerful part is if you can stay in a coaching mode or model because that helps keep responsibility where it belongs. So many times in industry, people hire a consultant trying to hire an answer. Not necessarily, they want to get to the point, give me the solution. We know that you're going to come and we are paying you to write the answer for us, and then we'll go take care of it. Those. Uh, are hard models, I believe, to have long-term success because the the element of responsibility is one and done. And one and done is not what I believe that we need as in our industry, in our country. I think it's an element that we have to grow and learn from others to build upon this mountains so that we can keep building up and up and not erode away. That's my thoughts about why. Well, so that, you know, that, that
0: consulting, and again, oftentimes we, we, and I, sometimes I like to own it. I mean, in my role, I act as both consultant and coach. Too many times it can be seen as consultant or coach. And there's, to your point, there's a big difference, especially in that the Attitude at which you hire one of those roles. The consultant is there to just tell me, and some people think they're just there to tell me the answer. To your point, that if the consultant is seen like that, the chances of long-term success are really not there. That the opportunity to coach someone to learn to solve that problem on their own, be with them on the journey, walk through and take responsibility with them on that journey, but to get them to ask the right questions to get to the answer is very important. Thanks. Thanks for talking about that as a difference okay a couple more questions Kim this has been pretty cool and I think we got some great stuff for our listeners John, and one that I know has been important to you a little bit different from the coaching and consulting or maybe not but I'm a am a reader I know you're a reader tell me what the top uh, three books on your bookshelf that you've read before are that you've used Ooh. well I'd like to say the Bible
1: definitely on one that I read daily, more so every, all, you know, what I'm saying is my life went on, I became a reader of it more every day. Well, I can also say, I wish I applied it more every day. You know, the reading is one thing, the practicality is is another, because we are human. I know I've read with my grandchildren, I haven't read with them, but as a man thinketh, Mm -hmm. Uh, is a book that usually I go through or talk about with my grandchildren. I call that, it's like marinating your mind. The more that you marinate your mind with good thoughts, positive thoughts, the more that you marinate your mind with the right thing to do versus the easy thing to do, the more you marinate your mind in those type of ways, the more your behavior will follow. And I think that's a, a critical Critical part. Um, what you in your mind,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I. And the other, the other book that comes to my mind is Wooden on leadership. A lot of people wouldn't know know this as a fact. John Wooden, Wooden, in his coaching, never talked about winning, and never mentioned to his players about winning. He worked with them to be the best they could be in the process, as an individual and as a team. Believing that if they are, winning well, will come. It that's what follows for people who have talent, work that talent to maximum performance, and work on it as a process, whether it's a play being run, a defensive scheme to be handled, all of those. And and John Wooden worked on the development of others and their Values, ethics, and where they came in life as much as he worked on passing and dribbling and
0: those. So it was a whole person development for him as well. It wasn't just a basketball player that existed, but that whole person. And if he's judged on success from a win standpoint, he did pretty good. But I believe that most of those who would talk of him, both have read his books as well as those he coached, would say it was more about how he helped them to be a man. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing those three. And I think again, our, our audience would find value in all those as well. And it sounds like you may be a little bit hard on yourself on the Bible because that is a process that, you know, in, in a faith journey that that I have as well, I've got to work on it every day and be aware in that. All right, Ken, this has been pretty cool, the conversation. And I can expect, you know, that it might be like a, a Johnny Carson moment in the future that I have you on here a few more times to talk through it with you. But I'm gonna give you the last word for today. But it's a it's again a question that I ask many of my readers. And I teed it up with you just, or many of my listeners, excuse me, I teed it up with you just a little bit. But you've got a billboard at top of the escalator in the Atlanta airport, okay? And millions of people are going to see it today. And you get to say on there whatever message you want to put on that billboard for people. What is, What do you put on that billboard? Last word for you.
1: Hmm. Giving, I, I would say that faith-wise, God is love. And so I guess I would say this. Giving love is what people remember.
0: Mm. Giving love is what people remember. Powerful. Kim, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I appreciate your words today. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you investing the time to share with our listeners uh, about part of your Uncommon Leadership journey. So thank you very much. Thank you, John. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kim Cheney. I know I sure did. I uh, look back on some of the things that we did together in business and in consulting and working together. And I just love the stories that he shares. And I love to use some of the Cheneyisms that exist, like Know Your Chickens, And some of you listening who know Ken Cheney, you know exactly what I'm talking about with some of those stories. If you enjoyed today's episode, I certainly would appreciate if you'd share it with a friend who may benefit from hearing a message like this. Also, you can go out onto my website, growingchampions.net backslash podcast, and subscribe using your favorite platform so that you receive it on a regular basis when it comes out. You can also send me an email, john at growingchampions.net to let me know other topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you'd be interested in being a guest. Until next time, go and grow champions.